Page 14. Some animals live privately, unwatched, but that's not my life. My life is flashing lights and pointing fingers and uninvited visitors. Inches away, humans flatten their little hands against the wall of glass that separates us. The glass says, you are this, and we are that, and that is how it will always be. Humans leave their fingerprints behind, sticky with candy, slick with sweat. Each night, a weary man comes to wipe them away. Sometimes I press my nose against the glass. My nose print, like your fingerprint, is the first and last and only one. The man wipes the glass, and then I am gone. Here in my domain, I do not have much to do. You can only throw so many me-balls at humans before you get bored. A me-ball is made by rolling up dung until it's the size of a small apple, then letting it dry. I always keep a few of these on hand. For some reason, my visitors never seem to carry any. In my domain, I have a tire swing, a baseball, a tiny plastic pool filled with dirty water, and even an old TV. I have a stuffed toy gorilla, too. Julia, the daughter of the weary man who cleans them all each night, gave it to me. The gorilla has empty eyes and floppy limbs, but I sleep with it every night. I call it Not Tag. Tag was my twin sister's name. Julia is ten years old. She has hair like black glass and a wide half-moon smile. She and I have a lot in common. We are both great apes, and we are both artists. It was Julia who gave me my first crayon, a stubby blue one, slipped through the broken spot in my glass along with a folded piece of paper. I knew what to do with it. I'd watched Julia draw. When I dragged the crayon across the paper, it left a trail in its wake like a slithering blue snake. Julia's drawings are wild with color and movement. She draws things that aren't real, clouds that smile and cars that swim. She draws until her crayons break and her paper rips. Her pictures are like pieces of a dream. I can't draw dreamy pictures. I never remember my dreams, although sometimes I awaken with my fists clenched and my heart hammering. My drawings seem pale and timid next to Julia's. She draws the ideas in her head. I draw the things in my cage, simply items that fill my days. An apple core, a banana peel, a candy wrapper. I often eat my subjects before I draw them. But even though I draw some things over and over again, I never get bored with my art. When I'm drawing, it's all I think about. I don't think about where I am, about yesterday or tomorrow. I just move my crayons across the paper. Humans don't always seem to recognize what I've drawn. They squint, they cock their heads, murmur. I'll draw a banana, a perfectly lovely banana, and they'll say, oh, it's a yellow airplane, or it's a duck without wings. That's all right. I'm not drawn for them. I'm drawing for me. Mac soon realized that people will pay for a picture made by a gorilla, even if they don't know what it is. Now I draw every day. My work sells for $20 a piece, 25 with a frame, at the gift shop near my domain. If I get tired and need a break, I eat my crayons. I think I've always been an artist. Even as a baby, still clinging to my mother, I had an artist's eye. I saw shapes in the clouds and sculptures in the tumbled stones at the bottom of a stream. I grabbed at colors, the crimson flower just out of reach, the ebony bird streaking past. I don't remember much about my early life, but I do remember this. Whenever I got the chance, I would dip my fingers into cool mud and use my mother's back for a canvas. She was a patient soul, my mother.
Someday, I hope I can draw the way that Julia draws, um, imagining word, worlds that don't yet exist. I know what most humans think. They think gorillas don't have imaginations. They think we don't remember our pasts or ponder our futures. Come to think of it, I suppose they have a point. Mostly, I think about what is, not what could be. I've learned not to get my hopes up. When the Big Top Mall was first built, it smelled of new paint and fresh hay, and humans came to visit from morning until night. They drifted past my domain like logs on a lazy river. Lately, a day might go by without a single visitor. Max says he's worried. He says I'm not cute anymore. He says, Ivan, you've lost your magic, old guy. You used to be a hit. It's true that some of my fingers don't linger the way they used to. They stare through the glass, they cluck their tongues, and they frown while I watch my TV. He looks lonely, they say. Not long ago, a little boy stood before my glass, with tears streaming down his smooth red cheeks. He must be the loneliest gorilla in the world, he said, clutching his mother's hands. At times like that, I wish humans could understand me the way that I understand them. It's not so bad, I want to tell the little boy. With enough time, you can get used to almost anything. My visitors are often surprised when they see the TV that Mac put in my domain. They seem to find it odd, the sight of a gorilla staring at tiny humans in a box. Sometimes I wonder, though, isn't that the way they stare at me, sitting in my tiny box, just as strange? My TV is old, it doesn't always work, and sometimes days will go by before anybody remembers to turn it on. I'll watch anything, but I'm particularly fond of cartoons with their bright jungle colors. I especially enjoy it when someone slips on a banana peel. That's hilarious. Bob, my dog friend, loves TV almost as much as I do. He prefers to watch professional bowling and cat food commercials. Bob and I have seen many romance movies, too. In a romance, there is much hugging and sometimes face licking. I have yet to see a single romance starring a gorilla, though. We also enjoy old Western movies. In a Western, someone always says, This town ain't big enough for the both of us, Sheriff. In Western, you can always tell who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. And the good guys always win. Bob says Westerns are nothing like real life. I've been in my domain for 9,855 days. Alone. For a while, when I was young and foolish, I thought I was the last gorilla on earth. I tried not to dwell on it. Still, it's hard to stay upbeat when you think that there's no more of you. Then one night, after I watched a movie about men in black hats with guns and feeble-minded horses, a different show came on. This was not a cartoon, not a romance, not a western. I saw a lush forest. I heard birds murmuring. The grass moved and trees rustled. And then I saw him. He was a bit threadbare and scrawny. Not nearly as good-looking as I am, to be honest, but... Sure enough, he was a gorilla. As suddenly as he'd appeared, the gorilla vanished, and in his place was a scruffy white animal called, I learned, a polar bear, and then a chubby water creature called a manatee, and then another animal, and another. All night I sat wondering about the gorilla that I'd glimpsed. Where did he live? Would he ever come to visit? If he was a he somewhere, could there be a she as well? Or was it just the two of us, all in the world, trapped in our own separate boxes.